I'm your host, Sarah Boss, and welcome to Attainable Podcast. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Attainable Podcast. I hope you're doing well wherever you are. I'm so glad that you're here. And today I have with me Lily Bewley, and we are going to be talking all about dating, which it's great. I definitely need, I needed to bring an expert on here for dating um, because for any of you who um, know my dating life or lack thereof, know that I essentially, I mean, I had my first boyfriend when I was 15. It was a long-term relationship, um, meaning for that time it was like three years or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Justin and I started dating and now we're married. So I don't know a lot. <laughs> so um, Lily's going to come on and okay. she is actually an expert here. So Lily, do you mind giving a little bit of a background on who you are and what you do and why you are such a good person to talk about this? Yeah, well, thank you. Thanks for having me, Sarah. I'm excited to have this conversation today. Um, I love talking about love. I love talking about dating. I call it dating trigger town um, because I, I'm sure you have friends, Sarah, who are out there dating and there are triggers left and right all over the place. Um, and I used to be that person that told that story to myself of dating sucks. And my going through my experience and finding my epic love that I have now and going through the process of really, really, really horrible and unfulfilling relationships and not really knowing how to get this like magnificent love that, that um, I knew that I deserve, but I couldn't quite seem to like actualize it in real life. Um, That's, you know, that's why I'm here is really to help women through this process. And I always like to say that it's not that dating sucks, you know, like I used to be that person that was like dating sucks, you know, there aren't any emotional, emotionally available men out there. That would be the thing that what I would talk about, about my friends and my family, like there would hardly be any really good conversations around dating, like the, the, the subject and the topic of dating. But here's my challenge to that is that it's not that dating sucks. It's that if if you're listening, if you're having this types of, you know, conversations in your life, it's not that dating sucks. It's that your experience with dating sucks. So the question is how to change your experience. And so that's why I'm here. That's why I do what I do. Yeah. I, well, yeah, whenever I'm talking to my friends, I love hearing (laughs) about dating life. And, um, I, it's one of those things that uh, I'm a raging extrovert. So the idea of dating, I'm in a very happy relationship, obviously, but the idea of dating really fascinates me. And I think that sounds like one of the most fun things in the world because going into a room full of people I don't know is like my dream. Like I absolutely love that. So to me, like going on multiple dates and meeting all these people, like I'm like, that sounds so fun. And you can go in, have fun with it. I'm like, make a freak personality. Who cares? But my friends are like, no, this sucks so bad. And I feel so bad because I'm like, I fail to see how this could be. Like, even for a sucky date, like, I feel, I'm like, that's a good story. Like, it's Mm. good for the plot line, you know? And they're like, no, this sucks, which they're like, this is my life, Sarah. Yeah, I know. They're like, oh, this isn't your TV show. This is my life. I'm literally trying to like nail one down and um, you're not helping. I'm like, well- they're like, I want what you have. <laughs> yes, which I ve- oh. I feel very, very fortunate mm-hmm. for that. Um, but yeah, you've got a really interesting uh, breakdown of archetypes for mm-hmm. dating. Can you can you walk us through that? Mm, this is the juicy part, I think. Yes. What, I do, what I love, what I do is that. So all of what I teach today, you know, I've, I've been um, in the game for a minute and all of what I teach today is everything that I've been through. You know, I'm not the type of personal development teacher or anything like that, that, um, that 
wants to impart my wisdom on you. What I really love to do in taking women through this process is that I really like to help them find their wisdom, their intuition. A lot of women are detached from their intuition today. You know, like they don't know what's good for them or what's bad. How long, you know, like I was the type, I was in the type of pattern relationships in the past where I would stay too long. Um, you know, just stay in a relationship for too long when it was really not serving me, you know, like I was dying inside, you know, spiritually, mentally, physically, you know, all those things. And so I always like to kind of say this about this, the feminine dating archetypes. And if anybody's listening, you can go and take your archetype. It's a quiz at datingarchetype.com. It's a lot of fun. It takes like three minutes, but you can reveal your blocks to love and find your true love match with that quiz. And it's, this is everything that I've been through. And I used to shame myself a lot about the patterns that I used to see in relationship, you know, like the, the debilitating and toxic patterns that I used to put the situations I used to put myself into the things that, that got me frustrated and I didn't understand. And what I started to see is this, is this pattern. And um, then when I started to work with women and after like hundreds of coaching hours of working with women, um, I started to see the same pattern with them, you know, and what the, the, these archetypes are, these different phases that I went through to really get to this point of what I like to call the magnetic woman. And the magnetic woman is the woman that I really aspire to be in my life, not because I try hard to be, but it's just who I am. Yeah. Um, the aura that I bring, the energy that I bring. And this is like, you know, the magnetic woman isn't just like, you know, not only is she, does she magnetize love, but she magnetized, you know, it's, it's just the whole vibe, you know, in her life through opportunities and work. And, um, when things really don't feel so hard and they come to her yeah. and like me listening to myself talking about this and me five years ago, what I thought I was crazy. So if you're listening to this and you're like, how the heck do I do that? Like, that doesn't make any sense. I just want to say that like the point, like if you're looking for like a love, if you're looking for like a long-term love and committed love, <clears throat> and I like to call it epic love, that we all have this ability inside of ourselves, right? But there's these things that are blocking us, things that happened to us in the past, the way that society has us thinking about love. There's just a lot of stuff and a lot of noise um, with inside of ourselves about how we relate to love, the patterns that we have and all this stuff. And so basically that's where it came from. That's where these archetypes came from. And, um, I don't know, would you want to go into them? Like how, yeah, I, I have a question. I want to go into yeah. them. Like I want you to explain yeah, totally. them. Um, but yeah. briefly I had a question based on, um, just your introduction. So when you say that a lot of women are detached from their intuition, mm -hmm. um, which I think is actually a really interesting way to put it, because again, we're always, we can always look back and be like, why the fuck did I do that? Like, that doesn't, mm -hmm. like, that doesn't, I wouldn't even do that now. How did I not see, you know, hindsight 2020, whatever, yeah. And do you have a theory on why that is that, that women are detached from their intuition or, or it sounds like, you know, something that we have it and then we lose it and we have to come back to it based mm. on what you're explaining. Is that, do you I mean, the that? way that I think, yeah, that's a great question. Sarah. like the way that I think about it is that we were born, we were born with, you know, a wisdom inside of ourselves. You know, we were, I feel like that we were, if you want to get really deep, I feel like that we were born pure. We were born, you know, um, kind of like a, a blank slate and I think just through through our lives like I said we learn things you know we learn how how to be we learn um like for example in my family when I was growing up um and I do you know if you can't tell like I'm I, I go pretty deep in, in my healing containers you know like my therapist said I should be a therapist but I said no girl I don't want to go back to school so yeah. here I am like doing my thing um 
And, you know, like the, the environment that I grew up, up in, for example, um, was very like a dominant submissive type of environment. That was, that was the type of, of love relationship that I was modeled. And, um, you know, like I didn't learn the communication skills. I didn't learn how to listen to myself. I didn't learn how to speak up for myself because it wasn't safe in that environment. And so what happens is when we grow up and we go, you know, we know at this point, like most of the women that I work with have been like doing some type of personal development for like six months or more. They know that they deserve better in real life. Like they know in their head, like they may be like written a letter to their soulmate. They, you know, really try to call him in. Um, they know some qualities that they want, but they can't seem to get that in real life. And that that's, that's the, I feel like that's where the intuition, intuition piece really comes in because in my experience, my intuition doesn't come from my head. It comes from how I listen to myself, my heart, my body, um, how it feels because I was so, um, for lack of a better term, like confused inside myself, like, you know, with this healing that I've done with me, like there's a lot of clarity, like I'll meet someone, especially when I was dating and on the apps, which I have been there. And we can talk about that too, but I would, after doing some healing and learning how to listen to myself, I think like learning your intuition again is it's a skill, you know, it's a skill. And that's what I like. That's what I've learned. That's what I teach women to do. But like, instead of dating and like waiting three months to figure out, oh, like I can maybe, maybe make it happen with this guy. And then really leaning in and learning to listen to your intuition and different cues. And it's not just red flags. Cause I think red flags happen in your head. They don't happen in your heart and your body is like maybe shortening that time, like to a month and a half, like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, like there's some quality, like some values aren't, aren't sticking around or like. And that's interesting that. because uh, there is like this thing going around. I mean, I think it's been going around for a while, but I'm seeing more TikToks about it, to be honest, um, mm-hmm. about a, uh, what is it? A guy will know if he wants to date you. It's something like by the second date or by the end of the first date, like, I mean, something like really soon. So I think it's interesting that you are like, hey, like maybe bring that timeline a little bit. And a- apparently there yeah. is a trend where men have a much shorter timeline. Like they just <laughs> kind of know that's a generalization, of course. But um, yeah, I mean, I personally think it's pretty like from my, based on my experience, like I think it's pretty soon. Like, yeah, my body like, OK, so I've been through a lot of shit in my life, done a lot of healing. Um, you know, my last toxic relationship was about eight years on and off. And I, like, I'm, when I'm telling you like scary, it was scary. Like I had to get a restraining order, you know, shit like that. And going from there to today, what I can say is like with this, with my epic love partner that I have right now is that I did know like pretty much off the bat, here's the problem here. I think I just want to put this little caveat in there. And I think, do I think men do know, I think our body knows who to be safe with and who, who not to, but that's only if, and I'm going to put this caveat in here um, because this, this may hurt women that hear this, right? Like, Oh, I need to know right off the bat. The problem is, is that we, sometimes we, as women push to know, right? We want to know, we want to control the outcome. We want to control the, the man on the other end of, you know, of the, the dating relationship what we can do is learn to, I call it the, our dating nervous system. I don't know if you talk about like the nervous system here on the podcast, but Mm -mm. the dating, our dating, dating nervous system 
the way that we can regulate our nervous system, like not being in fight or flight, not being in freeze, not being in um, like people pleasing mode, the way that we regulate our nervous system has a direct relationship to the quality of our dating life. And that is a lot of the work that I do with, with women is, is kind of trying to regulate within themselves so they can listen. Like if you, if we hear this, like on TikTok or, or Instagram or whatever, and be like, oh, you're going to know right off the bat and you aren't regulated in your nervous system, then you're going to make some bad fucking decisions. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to hear the female archetypes as well, the dating archetypes. And would you say that are these, um, uh, I guess, can these be, would you say these are applied amongst like all relationships, heterosexual, homosexual, any of those, or do you think this is more in like the heterosexual, um, typical dynamic? Yeah. You know, that's a great question. I, um, I work mostly with, with women seeking men, um, for sure. Cause that's um, the most problems. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. Cause I haven't experienced yeah. that. Like I really try yeah. to coach on. No. Yeah. Like actually I think like the, the, dy- the relationship dynamics probably are pretty similar, but I I'm not quite sure. That's not my area of expertise, but so we'll keep this. We'll keep this just for context. Uh, yeah, so typically for sure. uh, women dating men. Yeah. Thank you. Got it. Okay. Let's yeah. go into the. Yes. Okay. Time. So, all right. So, um, so like I said, these are all kind of like foundationally, this, these are, these were phases for me. What happens is like archetype is like, you know, a, a, an identity sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Like it, it's a place where a woman can get stuck in their um, dating process or um, just relationships. So again, like if anyone's listening, they can go to darkdatingarchetype.com. I'm so ready for people to like have their like, <gasps> that's me <laughs> moment. I'm so ready. It happens. <laughs> and for, for you out there listening, I love you. Um, so so we'll start with the chill woman. So the chill woman was probably for me, the, the, the phase that I spent the most amount of time in, in my life. Um, the chill woman is super familiar with anxiety and overwhelm when she's dating, um, lots of overthinking happening for the chill woman. Um, and this, you know, whether she's met a man in real life or she's just chatting with him, she, um, and they kind of have like a good connection and she gets connected in some way or a part of her gets connected in some way that overwhelm anxiety and overthinking tends to flare up. Like if she hasn't heard from him, like in 24, 48, 72 hours, you know, she's checking her phone. Um, she's seeing if, if the, the text has been read, you know, all of that stuff. I love you, girl. Everything's good. We got this. Um, sadly the chill woman tends to get ghosted a lot and she doesn't understand why um she's she may be like a pretty like she probably is like a pretty pretty intelligent maybe successful woman um and she doesn't really understand like she she knows how to communicate but why is she attracting these men that don't don't want to communicate with her do you know anybody and we're not done yet with the chill woman i can see it on your face I'm, you're like, I'm like <laughs> all, all, all these things i'm just yeah. thinking about my friends who have told me these exact things and i'm like okay well you keep going because okay so sometimes the chill woman tends to have sex pretty quickly before after meeting um the man and this is, this is a sticky subject because, um, sometimes a chill woman is like, well, I don't want a relationship. So I just want to go, you know, have sex, which is great. And is that really the true wisdom that you want in your life? Because mm-hmm. what tends to happen sometimes is that the chill woman will, or part of the chill woman, um, will get attracted to him and it'll be just this whole cycle over and over and over again. She tends to attract men who just want to hang out and chill. 
um, which she normally says yes to. She really just wants love. She wants connection. Um, she's, you know, she's like, let's, she'll, she'll like kind of coach herself and be like, oh, let's just see how this goes. Let's just go have fun. But it tends to get to go south. Um, again, when she gets, starts to get attached and that's just true. That's just the way it is. Um, in the past, the children has complained in the past of not being seen and heard in relationships. Typically, and I say this with love, it's that she's not really seeing and hearing herself, um, her needs and her desires. It's hard for her to speak up for her desires. Um, and that's basically it. And the children wants to know that people are going to be there and just not leave. Mm. Okay. Let's keep going. Cause I okay. want to make sure that, you know, we can dive into each <laughs> okay. and maybe some help for, for each, <laughs> like advice on a different day, but I want to make sure that we get through those. Okay. Okay. So the fortress woman is the next one. That's kind of the next phase that I went to after, um, a really bad breakup and the fortress woman has, like I, I like to say, has the, the wall, a wall the size of the Great Wall of China around her heart. Um, she's been hurt by love before. Um, the only way to defend her heart is to not let someone in. That's the fortress woman. Um, and I say this with love, um, that she will tell people and she tells herself that she feels fine. Um, when I was the fortress woman, she, I imagined a life like on my, my vision board, I would like put a big ass mansion on there with like a thousand dogs and no partner, like just solo and animals. That's it <laughs> is the fortress woman. Um, if she's dating, the fortress woman tends to find fault with the other person really quickly. Like, mm. um, she's quick to judge, quick to break it off, block or delete. Um, when I was a fortress woman, I would, I would immediately de delete someone that used your incorrectly, like you, oh, you know, like that got grammar I'm valid. Yeah. Valid. I will yeah. absolutely <laughs> valid. It's and I'm not, yeah. Like this is my experience and I'm saying this with love, but what I'm saying is that I wasn't safe enough inside myself to allow mm -hmm. a man to, to show me who he was. I like, I just judged him by the way he spelled his words. Yeah. And which could, you know, like, which could let, you know, that we can definitely go down that road of like education and whatever and all this stuff. And, um, I would find that out eventually, you know, like I would find the, like a mismatch in values eventually. So that was me as a fortress woman. Mm -hmm. Um, so with a fortress woman, there's a part of her that doesn't want to be alone for sure. Um, but there is a stronger part of her that just doesn't want to feel the pain of opening up her heart to love. So that's a fortress one. <laughs> Okay. Next. <laughs> Next is the goddess woman. So the goddess woman are, is typically the woman that I coach. I normally coach the chill woman and the goddess woman. Fortress woman hasn't really um, got to that point yet where she will ask for help. But if mm -hmm. you do a fortress woman, I'm proud of you. Um, so the goddess woman is super confused by love. Uh, she's the one that, that has done a lot of personal growth work, develop uh, personal fulfillment. She's may have gone to therapy. Um, the mismatch for the goddess woman is that her outward perception of herself, like her, her Instagram or her TikTok is very different than her experience with love and dating, you know, like on the outside, she has all everything together. She, you know, has this beautiful life, but when she comes in, when it comes to dating, she just keeps seeing these patterns, these like self-defeating patterns in dating. So like, there's a, there's definitely a, a mismatch between what's seen on the outside and what's happening with her on the inside. Um, the, she just doesn't, she doesn't really understand 
dating. Like I said, there's a lot of confusion, a lot of frustration about dating and love. And this is the point where she, like, she's done a lot of work. She knows what kind of man she wants. Um, but again, like the thing that thing that keeps showing up in real life isn't actualizing. Like it's not really coming to fruition. Um, the hard thing about the goddess woman is that she knows in her head what to do. She knows all, you know, a lot of really amazing things about herself, but there's a difference between what she knows that she should be doing and the behaviors that she's having in real life, especially when it comes to dating. Um, vulnerability is really, really hard for the goddess woman. Um, you know, like she has, goddess woman has a very special relationship with control and perfectionism, basically. Um, yeah. Uh, and she does, she does, the goddess woman feels like better than the always better than the men that she's attracting. Like they're they interesting. Can't think, yeah, you know, these people, I can see it on your face. Well, whoever you're thinking about, I love you. Um, so, um, so she feels, like I said, very, she feels better than she's done a lot of work you know, than the, than the men she's attracting. And she tends to go into, like, if she gets kind of further down the relationship path with these men, she tends to go into being their teacher, their coach, or their therapist, or their mom, not their lover. Yes. So that's the Whoa, <laughs> That's, wow. Yikes. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. yeah. At this oh. point, I've had thousands of women take the quiz. So yeah, um, yeah, you're not alone out there, guys. No, we're gonna we're gonna have the quiz so easily linked <laughs> on the show notes and on our Instagram, guys. Like, don't worry, you can find out. How many archetypes are there? So yeah, there's one more, and that's the the magnetic woman that I was talking about. Yeah. So the magnetic woman, like I said, is what I aspire to be. Like at least eighty percent of the time, because ain't nobody perfect. Um, I make mistakes too. And, um, you know, my clients really want this, like this magnetic woman energy, this aura and the magnetic woman is like, is if you've ever been to like a, like a party, I'm sure you have, or like the grocery store and like a woman walks in, walks in the room and like all of the energy is kind of sucked out of the room. Like all the attention is, is to her. And it's not because of what she looks like, but it's, it's like the way that she has her shoulders set, her neck, her, the way that, um, uh, just kind of she carries herself and when she speaks the magnetic woman the words behind her voice are very they're not strong they're not overly forceful but there's a resonance to them where you can hear how clear she is about who she is what she wants um, her discernment you know like there's just this energy I'm sure you've met a woman like this before yeah there aren't a lot of they're honestly like <laughs> there aren't a lot of women out women out there but when I see them you like you can see them in the yeah, grocery store 100%. you know like you just see that energy um so the magnetic woman is she knows who she is she, and what she wants she honors herself with dating boundaries and guidelines and filters and she sticks with them especially when she's dating because that's a hard thing for both the chill and the goddess woman um when she messes up there's a lot of self-compassion a lot of love you know that happens because she will mess up what what's awesome about the magnetic woman is that her she knows that she's worthy she knows that she loves herself but in her internal worth like her internal worth and her magnetism has moved from her head to her body so like I always like to say like um when I'm most of the time when I'm in that zone I feel like a lightning rod 
you know, cause I like, it's just like, I feel so clear. So, um, so attached to who I am and what I'm doing. Um, you know, so attached to like purpose and love and, you know, I, you know, I use the word God or you can use universe or whatever it is. Um, in dating the magnetic woman recognizes pretty quickly, like really, really, not really quickly, but I think really quickly in the terms of like traditional dating, who's good for her or who is not. And she starts to learn, like we're talking about, to listen to our intuition. The magnetic woman doesn't idolize people when she's dating, idolize men, put them on pedestals, but she's able to, her dating nervous system is pretty regulated. So she's able to clearly see and observe and receive the person on the other end for who he is, and then be able to make a decision as far as whether, you know, they line up on values. So that's the magnetic woman. Hey, that is fascinating. There's so much more to talk about with that. I would love to have you back so that we could unpeel that more. Um, I did want to get like, just to be, these are super fun. Like I have a couple like rapid fire, like dating hot takes. This is actually like conversations that I've been having with um, some of my friends and they're very polarizing. And so these <laughs> are fun. I wanted to get your opinion. Okay. On these. Um, and so, okay. First of all, uh, thinking, yes, again, like more like masculine, feminine, relationship mm-hmm. um who gets you walk into a restaurant who gets the booth who gets the what who gets the booth if the there booth. is a chair like if there's a table oh. like, you know, it's like the booth is on the wall uh there's the table and then there's the chair who gets the booth okay because this is rapid fire i'm gonna do what what my preference is yes yes all your preference like is, my, of course it's different my preference is the chair that's facing the room because yes because this is this is me y'all so you know judge me as you want but um I want my man to protect me so I want him be to be able to see the room mm, interesting yeah my my take is booth is with the girlies my ass is cuter than yours therefore it will okay. be okay <laughs> okay let's go Joseph, it's like so passenger princess energy I'm like mm. <laughs> like we'll go walk in like Joseph looks at me and that's my husband's uh, name and uh he'll look at me and I'm like mm. Okay, I think you kind of well interesting base okay, so based on what you just said, um sit on opposite ends of the table or sit next to each other. Ooh. Um depends you got big opinions on this. Yeah, depends on the vibe. I mean Sometimes we'll do date night and we do same side and sometimes we don't. <laughs> oh my God. Joseph and I are those people that we, we, it is always like, unless we, if, if we are next to, if like we're going to dinner with somebody else, we will sit on the same side, but that is literally the only, if it's just us, no, you go to the other end of that table and we will see people like, it's literally like, it, I think of it like teenagers dating or like two 14 year olds or something, even if they're grown people sitting next to each other and we will side eye and cringe. And I'm like, I, him, I know. I'm like, that is totally your prerogative. Like go off. I will say we are looking at you and judging. And judging the fuck out of you. Judging the fuck out of you. But I, I'm like, Part of me is like, oh my God, I totally whisper, whisper, secret, secret, so sweet. But then yeah. another part of me is like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, it just depends on the vibe. You know, honestly, I just like, I let him lead. Sometimes he'll be like, I want to sit next to you. I'm like, all right, thanks. Come yeah, on. no, that's yeah, good. That, yeah, no, I did not realize how, actually, I literally haven't found anybody that agrees with me. So I think I say it's <laughs> polarizing. It's just from us. So perfection. I bet there's somebody out there. <laughs> there's somebody. Okay, last one. Uh, movies are is going to the movies a good first date or not? 
Ooh, I would say no. Not I would say no. I'm like, that's literally why you even bother going. You're not going to learn no. anything about that person. No, I'm, yeah, I'm too deep. I'm too much of a deep. Um, I need to talk. I'm yeah. like, I don't know. I like, most women. I mean, for real, I think most women do. And if that's, if anyone uh, is listening out there, feel free to speak up for your shit, man. Yeah. If you want to go on a, on a movie beat, you can say something like, you know, like, I would really love the time to talk to you and get to know each other. Can we have coffee instead or some, you know, something, <laughs> you know, yeah, like something, after, something after where what you need. your attention yeah. is on me. At, yeah. That's what you need. Yeah. A screen. That was actually, that was nice. We can end that with like a little piece of encouragement and advice. Thank you so much for coming on and taking the time <laughs> to be here. This was fascinating. I, I know that everybody's going to be running to this quiz. Um, <laughs> I kind of want to take it even though I'm, I'm married. I'm like, I'm just curious. I bet. Yeah. It's still, it still applies. Still applies yes. to people in relationships. Where can people find you if they want to hear more from you um, or even work with you? Where do they go looking? Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. You're amazing. Um, the art, the quiz at, is at datingarchetype.com. And then I'm on in- Instagram, mostly at lilybeely.com or lilybeely. <laughs> Sorry. Awesome. We'll have everything um, <laughs> yeah. uh, linked and everything. Guys, if you enjoyed this, please go follow Lily, go, uh, you know, encourage her and send all your love. And then if you didn't love this episode, please share it as well on all your socials and please tag both of us so that we can shout you out all the great things. Um, and yeah, I hope you guys love this episode as much as I did and I will see you guys next time. Bye.